So the big question is this, how can fitness entrepreneurs like us who are building our own brand, our own wealth, and our own legacies, how do we run a streamlined business that doesn't need us there 24-7 and yet still double or more the number of sales we're making without additional market spend? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Trevor Bucheri. I'm an entrepreneur, multi-seven-figure gym owner, business coach, speaker, husband, and father, and welcome to Gym Profit Rocket. Let's do this. What's going on, gym owners? Trev Bucheri here at Gym Profit Rocket Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me. Hope you're all doing great today, and let's dive into it, man. Today, we're talking about the delegation process and the importance of delegation. Delegation is key to growth and scaling your business and getting outside of your business so you can more work on your business and not in. So let's dive into it. So many of us are infected with the I must do all sickness. Now this is very, very typical of many entrepreneurs. You know, and I remember early on, this was completely me. Now, fast forward, I delegate as much as I possibly can. Every single day, I'm literally looking at what else can I get off my plate? Because I understand the beauty of time. Time is our greatest asset. The more we can get back, the more we can create, the more we can develop, the more we can get that 30,000 foot view of our business, again, to work on our business so we're not completely inundated with it and we're blind to the outside of what's really going on. I was the administrator, I was the salesperson, I was the manager, the trainer, the cleaner, I was the marketer, which many of you might be in that exact same position. I did all these things, but I basically did them all very, very subpar. I was not doing an incredible job, you know, and when when people asked me what my goals were for my business, I would say, I wanna grow, I wanna grow. I mean, that, that was what I said, and I truly did, but I remember thinking, this is definitely impossible how I'm doing things. It's just not going to work. It's not going to work if I don't change you know, the, the methods that I'm, that I'm practicing here because I'm doing it all. And if I grow, that means that I have to do more and I can't do more than I'm doing right now. And I reached a point where I was just completely burning out. I had zero time for myself. I was sacrificing my workouts. I was sacrificing my own shape, my nutrition. I was sacrificing so many things personally. I had no time for my new family, you know, and I wanted to keep growing, but that was the dilemma. You know, and obviously I knew I needed more people, but I thought, how? I don't know how to do this. You know, I really wanted to love my business again because that love was fading. I felt like I was just being smothered, didn't know how to grow, wanted to grow, doing everything. How do I get out? You know, and this was when I first, you know, discovered SOPs, you know, call them processes, call them systems. SOPs are standard operating procedures, you know, and, and it's basically a method meant to replicate everything in our business. That's what an SOP is. That's what a process and a system, they're all synonymous. They all basically go, um, you know, they mean the exact same thing. But in, in definition, it's basically something that enables you to replicate everything in your business. And, and a set of SOPs, standard operating procedures, literally should be every procedure in your business. And I, I realized really without that, you know, at this point, I realized if I, if I don't have this, there really can be no expectations of growth. I'm not going to be able to grow. And any person that I bring in, how am I supposed to have expectations of them? Because I'm not giving them anything 
um, you know, that's expected of them. I'm not actually giving them, uh, you know, a process. I'm not giving them their role. I'm not giving them every single piece and every single nuance and every single detail of what I expect for them. So without these expectations and without these, these standards, our method really does not exist. You know, with us doing it all the time, yes, it does if we're consistent on it. But once we try to pass on the baton and try to actually scale and replicate what we have, the method doesn't exist, you know, because any employee coming in under these conditions is truly, in my opinion, they are a victim of our lack of organization. They're a victim of our disorganization. Now, creating this standard operating procedures, creating all these systems and all these processes, it may sound tedious, but it doesn't have to be. There's several different ways to do it. Of course, you can do it, but again, that's our tendency, but we can also bring other people on to do it. And that's something that I did, and I'll tell you a little bit more about that. So basically, my plan started by looking at what I didn't like to do, all right? And that was a really, that was advice I actually got from one of my mentors. They said, okay, of all the things you're doing, write every single thing down and then circle the ones that you like doing least and then hire for those, all right? And that's really where I started. And that was a great recommendation. I loved that because I'm like, oh man, processing this and processing that and scheduling this and and, and taking care of all the administrative stuff um, was, was really the stuff that I was writing down, the stuff that I was circling, you know? And what I truly recommend is when you're making that list, look at actually what brings in the most amount of revenue and the least amount of revenue to your business. And the ones that are bringing in the most amount of revenue, say the sales, the marketing, the creative, um, are really the ones that I recommend you keep. Those are the last ones that go. And in fact, in my companies, I do the sales, the marketing, and the creative and handle the checkbook for all those companies. Those are the things that I will not delegate. Now, I don't actually do the sales. I create the sales systems and I hold the sales teams accountable. And I basically get reports. I have a sales manager who manages all of my people. I've delegated that to him. That was me at one point where it was me looking over all my sales guys. Now I have him looking over all my sales guys and he gives me those statistics so that I can analyze where uh, we need to actually make adjustments with that. But that's really what I recommend, you know, right? Is looking at the things that you like the least, all right? And then asking yourself, does that bring in a lot of money or does it not, okay? And if it's obviously things, in my opinion, like sales, marketing, and the creative, those things are pretty much the base of what's bringing in the money. We create something, we market it, and then we sell it. That is the actual base of cash that's coming into your business. So what I did right away was I actually hired an admin first things first. <laughs> and when they came in, they didn't have any uh, procedures. They didn't have any systems. So what I did was I actually had them document all of the systems. That was my starting point. Like I said, it sounds very tedious, but it doesn't have to be. I delegated that role to that particular person. And I said, okay, you basically create the front desk role, but I'm going to actually do that to my standards. So they would actually document all the systems and then I would review them. I would update them and give them updates on what I wanted more detail on. They'd go back and finish it. They'd bring it back to me. I'd review it again, uh, put more updates in that I wanted them to do or how I wanted them to arrange it so it actually looked you know, better. And then they would go fix it, solidify it. We'd finalize it. And that was how the process went. 
And the next for me was a trainer. You know, so next I brought a trainer in and they would actually come into the room. They would come in, they would start actually, uh, you know, teaching some of the sessions when they got to that point where they could actually teach the sessions. Cause originally I was, I was right next to them, right next to them. And they were on my hip and I taught them that way. But when they got to that point where they were, they were sufficient and they were using my methods, I stepped back and I would actually break down the entire job in detail. I would, I literally went through and captured the entire process step by step by step by step by step through an entire session, through the entire process, between sessions, uh, you know, after a session, before a session, how they were communicating, all the different expectations of that particular role. I actually utilized a person that I hired to do it so I could actually calculate and make the system for them. And each position that I wanted to be delegated was like that. Each position in my company has been created similar to that. Either someone's been making it and, and then there's modifications that have been done on it um, or someone is actually watching someone and documenting them. Okay. Uh, and it's, and it's just worked fantastic. Now, I will say that this is a continuing process because processes always change. You know, systems always change. There's always new slash better ways to do things. And you might get to a point where you say, hey, I'd like to test this. So you test that. And if you like how it worked, then you update your process. And now your process is current. But after documenting an entire role, um, you know, and, and organizing it, it also brought me to a point where I said, you know what, I also need to have this, uh, you know, to a level to where I can teach it. I've documented it and, 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 and I have these roles. I have my front desk, I have my trainer role, but now I need to get them prepared so that I can actually replicate that. I can actually teach it to someone and I can teach it to someone quick. And it's not going to take months because when I first did that with my training, my training was taking months to bring people up and actually get them into my system. And I said, well, this does not work for scalability. So that's the next step of that as well. And that's the next step of that delegation process. Because again, we want that delegation process to be swift, you know, but starting off, it, it's all about starting off. At the end of the day, it's all about starting off. It's never going to be perfect to begin with, but then you actually create your base and you say, what do I want out of this? Do I want more detail or do I want more speed, you know, to get it in there? And, you know, that's, that's really where I reached my point. It's like, okay, it's time to employ it. I've got these systems and now I'm going to actually start to teach them because I, I want to bring in more trainers. I want to bring in more front desks. I'm opening up more location, you know, and I reached a point where my delegation was just not fully effective because I was giving people written systems in detail. I was giving them written systems and they were very sloppy and they were very cluttered. And it was literally just like pages and pages and pages of notes is pretty much what it was. And it needed to be simplified and it needed to be broadened, you know, and, and it also was not considering different learning styles with my teaching. And I hope that, that you really pick up on that right there is that delegation is also considering how the other people you're going to be teaching are going to be learning. It's not about us. It's not about how we learn. Are we visual? Are we audible? What are we? All right. But that was something that I said, Hey, okay, I've got the base for my front desk position. I've got the base for my trainer position. I've got the base for my sales position, but now I need to consider the three learning styles, the visual, the audible, and also the kinesthetic. The visual is the people who like to see things done. The audible are, are people who like to be taught, you know, from a, a lecture type standpoint. And the kinesthetic are the ones who like to touch, who like to get really hands-on. So we actually created our curriculum based upon all three of those. All right. And really what I resorted to was checklists. I read an amazing book. It was called the checklist manifesto. And it basically just showed me that every single process needs to be done in a checklist. Every single process that we have needs 
needs to have a certain a very you know quaint and simple checklist and those are our standards those are the expectations that we can then hold someone to because it's that straight up it's that straightforward all right and those are the levels of standards that allow us to actually replicate because of simplicity so again, I resorted to checklists and I basically list every single thing you expected within a task into a checklist. All right. And I did that for, for each position, for front desk, for trainer, for sales, let's just say. So when I was developing the training process, you know, this is an area where many people fail. Many people have uh, a big, big trouble with this. You know, we give very, very sloppy, a sloppy experience and sloppy expectation. And then we expect people to basically come in and pick up on, on what we're trying to put down. We expect people to just be, be like, okay, what should I do? Okay, you got that? That's that's really what we accept, you know, expect from people. And I really broke that down. I reverse engineered that. And I said, okay, considering the three learning styles, and considering simplicity of checklists, how can I create a system that basically, you know, compiles all that in a very, very simple way? So my system for building up trainers, for example, is it starts off with a digital pre-study. All right, so let's just say it's lesson one. They, they, it's, it's done in a video series and there's notes and they basically watch videos, look along with the notes with it the night before. Then the next day they come in and we actually do a classroom version of that. We go through it together, all right? And then there's a series of questions that we ask them and that they answer after that particular area, you know, because um, again, it's written and it's digital. They're watching the movies and then they're filling in, you know, the answers to that and we're having discussion with that. Then the next, so that basically gives um, the visual from, for, through like video. Um, the, it gives the the audible, you know, also through the video and through, through lecture and question and answering afterwards as well. And then the next step, is basically now going into an empty room where we can actually apply these skill sets without the pressure of having clients around. We're basically role playing back and forth. Uh, you know, I'm the client, you're the trainer. Now, now, uh, now we switch roles and basically go back and forth with that. No pressure, working on these skills, able to discuss, you know, get a true feel for it, ask questions, receive answers, and, and really just walk out with confidence. And then the next step is doing that exact same skill live with the clientele. We do that, and again, they're going into that situation very confident. They get a great feel, and now we do the next digital pre-study. Now they do lesson number two. They take it home. They pre-study that. Come into the classroom the next day. We do it together again. Answer any questions. They they answer their questions, of course, in our in our booklet that we have for them. Now they do it in an empty room. Now they do it with a client, and that whole thing repeats. And it's just been beautiful um, to see. And it also has sped uh, the delegation process up huge for us as well. It's enabled us to scale. So delegation is a process. It is a process for sure. Um, no pun intended with that. It is something that's going to take time. Like I said, we're still doing it. We franchised my business over uh, a year ago and I'm still updating my systems and improving them as well. But I have that base. I have that base. And what they say is that if you can actually create 80% of you replicated through what other people are able to, 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 to basically bring to the table and deliver as a service, if, if we're able to actually rep, uh, represent 80% of ourselves through replication and through delegation, then we are doing very, very well, all right? And this basically gives us, uh, you know, all the tools that we need to scale and grow as large as we want, you know, but the whole idea with delegation, with, with building up these processes so we can properly delegate them, um, it's a continual process of improvement, but it is worth it. It's worth 
it. All right, it's giving me the freedom to be able to get out of my business, work more on my business, not in my business like I was talking about before. It's giving me the freedom that I want for myself and for my family. And at the end of the day, this equals growth. And without delegation, it just would not work. It would not exist. I'd be in the exact same place that I was before doing everything and wanting to, to kind of get out, losing love for what I'm doing. Without good delegation, Growth is not truly possible past a certain point and burnout becomes inevitable. So I, I hear people all the time say that they want to grow. I hear it all the time. They want to open up more locations. They want to help more people. Um, that is beautiful. I, I want that for you. Yet many of those people are still one person shows. That, my friend, is not going to get you there. You know, it's given me the ability to, to replicate and scale my business by basically creating standard operating procedures that I can then delegate to others, bring other people on to do those roles that I may not enjoy as much or that just need replication to grow. It's given me that ability to replicate and scale. And that is the investment. That is the investment of building your SOPs, building your processes, building your systems, whatever you want to call them. That is the investment of that. That's the payoff. You know, if growth is truly what you want, it's time to delegate. Let's get it done. Hope you got a ton of that today. Trev Bucheri here, Jim Profit Rocket Podcast. You have an incredible rest of your day. Take care. For more awesome content and big announcements, connect with me on social media at Trevor Bucheri and be sure to check out gymfollowupsecrets.com where you can get your free download of my 23 missed money-making opportunities for gyms. Again, that's gymfollowupsecrets.com. Have the best day today and get after it.